Welcome to our five-minute sermon for uh, March 6th. Amen. Don Head, good to see you this morning. Sheila Kelly, good to see you. We are going to kick off here in just a minute and a half or so. Let a few people get on board, as always. But I've got some radical stuff to talk to you today about uh, in the Bible. Uh, the Bible is very radical. It goes totally against our human nature most of the time. Uh, good morning, Venus. Good morning, Robert Womack. Brenda Shadden, good morning. Sheila, praise the Lord back at you. Amen. We are, uh, man, I'll tell you, I didn't want to get up this morning and go to Starbucks. I woke up, uh, I don't know, three something this morning and, and was getting ready. It was like 27 degrees outside, which I know, Sheila, in Michigan, that's not very much, but that's low in Texas. Amen. Perry Kathy, hello. We've been praying for you nightly, Perry, uh, that God's just going to bless your health and finances and everything. Evelyn Little, hello. Brenda Shadden, morning prayers for all. That's awesome. Uh, Janine Kathy, my beautiful wife, uh, is in the other room, and it's good to see, good to see her. Amen. Uh, we'll kick off here in just a moment. I want to talk to you about some radical things in the Bible this morning. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to live this, right? We All of you five-minuteers and prayer ambassadors, I have a passion and a goal for you and I to live the Bible out. Amen. Uh, Josh Cathy, good to see you. We got Perry and we got his son, Josh. Uh, but we want to live the Bible out. We don't want to just... Uh, Josh, I know you and Perry both know that uh, when you preach the Word, it is it is your passion that people... You see change in them that that you that you can witness with your eyes that uh, the change that has come because of the powerful preaching, Amen. Powerful because it's the Word of God, and so today I, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk to you about radical Christianity. I want to talk to you about going against your nature, your flesh, and living out the Bible. And and in this, you know. Uh, being men especially, and I know women, I'm not discounting women's uh, passion and emotions and anger and everything else, but we, we tend to, as men, we tend to be protectors by nature. It's it's scriptural that we are protectors, and so we don't usually run from a good fight, amen. Uh, but, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life fighting the devil and not people. Uh, people are not my problem, amen. The enemy is my problem, which is spiritual wickedness in high places. That's my problem. So in Luke 6, uh, verse 20 through 23, Luke 6, 20 through 23, the Bible says, And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are ye, and this is where we start what I want to talk about talk about today. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when you, they shall separate you from their company. All right? Clickish, clannish, kicking you out, and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil. How many's ever had that happen? I have, where they've called, just called my name evil. They've They've uh, told things on me or whatever, uh, but we need to look at proper biblical responses today. For the Son of Man's sake, rejoice ye in that day. Listen, 
Rejoice when you've been kicked out. Rejoice when you've not been picked for the team. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice when men have uh, been cliquish and left you out of the out of their little clique. Be listen to this. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Amen. So I want to talk to you today about a slap in the face is a reason to dance. Now that just don't make sense, folks. That just does not make good old Texas sense or Michigan sense or wherever you're at. I'm going to talk to you today about a weird concept in our world today. Everyone wants to fight. Everybody. You look at it on, on TV every day, the newscast, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all the social media, everybody is living for a fight. Amen. We all have our own arguments. And, uh, and, and I'm not saying we shouldn't defend the things that are going crazy in our world. We're Americans. Uh, you know, if, if you're in, in America, uh, we, we have these freedoms that we take so seriously. Uh, our right to speech, our right to bear arms, uh, all of these different freedoms that we have. And we're nationalistic in that way. We just are so thankful for the government that was set up in 1776 that we are very nationalistic. And so uh, we just, you know, I understand that. I, 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 I can stand with the best of them and all that. But you know what? Let's look at the Bible concept today and see what the Bible says. Everyone wants to defend their honor. But listen, the toughest guy in the room, the one you better not cross is the silent one. Not the one saying, well, I went to war. You know, my dad, I would try to drag out of him, Daddy, what'd you do in the war? How many people did you kill? Uh, how many, he was an MP, black belt, Korean Marine that was a machine gunner. And, and, but that's all the information I could get out of him. I would sit there as a little boy, just daddy, you know, did you, how many men did you kill in the war? And my dad would go, he would go white and he would go sullen and he would not say a word. He would, if he said anything, it was son, you know, I don't want to talk about it, but he never talked about that. The toughest guy in the room is the one that when you're cussing him out and when you are uh, when you are talking bad about him, he never says a word. My dad would sit there and Perry, your dad was a lot the same, Perry Kathy. My Uncle Ray was a tough guy and he would sit there and when tears came to his eyes, you better watch out, my friend, because he wasn't crying because he was scared of you. He was crying because he was about to knock you to the ground. And I remember one time my dad had to kind of, in Ed's truck stop one day when this man was bad-mouthing my dad, I saw Uncle Ray's tears begin to swell up in his eyes. And, and my dad said, Ray, said, Ray, no, no, I'll deal with this. And, and Uncle Ray wanted to jump up from that table and do some damage to this big old boy. But my dad waited until that guy got up and went outside. And then my dad and Uncle Ray and our entire family followed him and his entire family outside. And that man ran and jumped in his truck and locked the doors. And my sisters wound up in a fight with his wife and everything else. But daddy was trying to beat the door down, break the window, everything else to get to that man. But the man was hidden behind the, the glass uh, because he was a loudmouth. He was shooting his mouth off to my dad. And my dad never said a word. He waited till the guy went outside because my my dad wasn't about putting on a show. He was about, you know what, you've crossed a line and now I'm going to take you to school. And the next thing you know, you woke up in the emergency room. <laughs> Amen. So the guy you don't need to be scared of uh, is the, or the one you need to be scared of is the one that is quiet. Amen. 
I don't know about you, but I was never the first one picked for a team. Uh, it was humiliating to stand there, you know, as I was a chubby little 12, 13-year-old. Now, when I was 16, I had, I had uh, uh, what do they call them, rub board abs. You couldn't see them, but they were there. But I was thin, amen. But at 12, 13 in junior high, nobody picked me first. I wasn't athletic. I wasn't uh, a great ball player. And so you stood there at gym class in humiliation because you were never picked first. They always picked the same ones first, the ones that could really run, the ones that could hit the ball, the ones that could kick the ball, the ones that could catch the ball, uh, whatever sports you were playing. But they never picked me first. I wasn't always last. Amen. Sometimes it was me or Donnie Barker that were picked last. And you never, you never, when you were chubby, wanted to be picked as a skin. You had skins. Amen. Don, so was I, man. Uh, Don Heg says he was last too. And we were probably in same of the, some of the same gym classes, but you know, I didn't want to be a skin and I, I don't mean to be graphic here, but I, I could wear a bra back then. You know what I'm saying? When I was 12 or 13, if I wouldn't have been a man, I probably should have had a bra on. And so you did not want to be picked as a skin because it was just so embarrassing. Uh, to be picked for a skin. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend anybody today, but you know what I'm saying, guys, you chubby guys that that uh, you you just didn't want to be picked. You wanted your shirt on, amen. And, uh, and it wasn't a modesty issue. It was just that I don't want to show myself off to you because I am flabby. But there were times in my life where I was thin. I went in the Air Force. You couldn't go in the Air Force fat. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? I was not a natural athlete. It was humiliating. I hated to be picked uh, you know, at the end and stand there humiliated. It was only when I was about 16 that I finally began to shape up. And I remember the summer in Cypress Springs, Texas. We moved to the Houston area for New Waverly and Cypress Springs over by the Goodyear blimp off 45. And I was built, man. We went swimming every day and I was thin. And, and uh, that was a fond summer to remember. They're rare. Those thin summers were rare. But I did fit into that category for three or four or five years, maybe. Maybe a little longer than that. But you get the gist. Verse 22 in the New King James Version says, Blessed are you when men hate you. What? The, the, only in the Bible could they say this. Blessed are you. Blessed are you when men hate you. Fro Folks, if you're going to follow these five-minute sermons, you're going to get some weird stuff from the Bible. Blessed are men. Uh, blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you. You know, when you don't get picked for the team, when you're not promoted on the job, when you're not uh, elevated in the church, they overlook you. Everybody else is elevated. Uh, people that are less talented, but maybe a little more money. Now, I'm not talking about the churches I'm involved with. I mean that today. I have a tremendous pastor. Uh, Josh, I know you're a great pastor. My nephew, they don't elevate uh, because of uh, of the bank account. Amen. My pastor, Mike Chance, Josh, Kathy, others, they, I know Josh's spirit. They don't elevate because your check is big. They elevate because you're walking with God and because you have a gift or a talent. Amen. And that's the way it ought to be in churches today. Amen. No cliques, no clans, no, your bank account speaks for you. Uh, it's a blessing if you have a great bank account and you may have a great bank account and be the best Sunday school superintendent in the church. Just because you're rich should not exclude you from being used in the church. You know what I'm saying? But your billfold, your check book should not include you when you're not gifted in that area and talented in that area. 
And so blessed is the man, blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and they revile you and they cast your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Listen, rejoice in that day. That don't make sense. But God's sense is not our sense. God says to rejoice in that day and leap for joy. When men slap you and revile you, uh, you know, listen, he says, don't retaliate by slapping them back. Guys, I know that this is hard to talk about today, and I know it's hard to receive. Now, you slap my wife, you're going down. You slap Don Hegg in front of me, you're going down. If you pick on Venus when I'm there, you're going down. Amen. Haley, if you're in, in a building and somebody comes in uh, and, and, and does something to you, or any of you guys, amen. I'm not just talking about the girls. A lot of these girls can defend themselves better than the guys can. My wife can put a whoop on you like you ain't never seen. Amen. She's tough. And, and so, but listen, what I'm saying is, is the reason I carry a gun and I'm licensed to carry is not because I want to kill people. It's not because I want to defend myself when you sass me and I'll say, well, I'll tell you what, look what I got. No, I keep my shirt down over it. You never know I have it other than I'm telling you right now, but you don't know that. But I do it because in case somebody comes in to kill you, amen. And then I can say, look, deadly force is necessitated here. Amen. John, I defend you too, but you're so big. I don't need to, but you're getting littler. Amen. But you know what I'm saying, folks? Listen, my passion, my desire in preaching these five minute sermons or any pulpit that I feel in the country or outside of the country is to preach to you what the Bible says. I had the opportunity just a few days ago to defend myself to get angry and to lash out and to, and to say, I'll tell you what, I'll level you on this. Amen. But instead of that, I gave a soft answer and it turned away wrath. Amen. And it, and it, it diffused the situation. And, and I don't know any repercussions, but all I know is I did the right thing because the Bible told me to give a soft answer, not to argue my point, not to defend my honor. Listen, I'm here to defend the Bible and Jesus's honor today. I'm not here to defend my honor. Amen. And so listen, 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 folks. We have got to walk in this Bible. You say, well, you know, Brother Sonny, you're not, you know, you're telling me that I'm supposed to let somebody slap me. Listen, I'm not telling you anything. I'm reading the Bible to you. And it says when men hate you, dance. When men slap you, dance. When men uh, uh, revile your name, dance. It'll blow their minds. Do you know that you will diffuse anything that comes your way when you dance in, instead of punch Amen. Do you know that? Like I say, now don't mess with anybody else around me because I have a right to defend others, but I don't have to defend my own self. Amen. Now, I'm, you better hope that I'm walking in the Spirit if you come and punch me tomorrow or today. Amen. You better hope I'm walking in the Spirit because when this big old boy falls on you, you ain't getting up till they drag me off of you. But really, honestly, folks, I hope that I wouldn't do that. I hope that I would show the love of Jesus Christ to you. I don't have to argue my cause all the time. Amen. I'll defend the United States of America when she's doing right, and I'll tell you when she's doing wrong. Amen. But that's an honor of a, a, of a country, of a blessed country that, 
that I was that I was raised in. Amen. And she's gone off the tracks, but I love her and I'll defend her and I'll command her to repent in Jesus' name according to the word of God. But you know what I'm talking about for my own individual self. I got to answer for me, John. I got to answer for me, Brenda. Amen. We we have to walk with God. We got to do what the Bible says. That's what I want to raise up today on these five-minute sermons is people that will say, I don't like what Sonny preached. I don't like that he said, you know, that when this guy slapped me or, or hits me, that, that uh, I'm supposed to turn the other cheek. Amen. But folks, I'm telling you today, we want to raise up an army of believers, and I'm going to t- I'm going to define something to you right now. When men shall exclude you, you're not you're not in their little clique. My heart used to go out and still does to my daughter Sabrina. Sabrina, it just seemed like she had a big sign on her back: "Pick on me, leave me out, disrespect me." And and Sabrina, who is a fighter by nature, Sabrina will fight you. For, she's like my dad. Uh, my sister Susan and my and my daughter Sabrina are fearless. They're like my dad. My dad never cared about the repercussions, and he was a good man. He was a great cop. He didn't abuse you, but if you punched him and you were and there were six of you, six people were going to go down for the count. Six people were going to go down. None of them. I never know my dad to have ever lost a fight. He could whip six or seven men at one time. Amen. And yet he didn't pick the fight. He didn't glory in the fight, and he wouldn't tell you about it. We tell about what my dad did, but you will never. I don't remember one story that my dad told where he beat somebody up or whatever. My brother would tell me when he was on the police force with my dad as a cadet, he'd say, you should have seen daddy take that dude out, uh, Sonny. He punched him and tore his ear off in West, and the guy went to jail, you know, humbled because daddy took care of this man that was an ice picker, a stabber. But daddy knocked him cold after he tore his ear off. Amen. But my dad would not tell you these stories. Other people would tell me these stories in cafes over the years. But listen, what I'm trying to say to you today is I don't resent those that have talents and abilities. I just want to look at things differently today. When someone hates you, excludes you, cast your name out as evil, what does the Bible say to you to do? Leap for joy. Not because you have joy. Not because you're happy about it. You'd be stupid then. You would be uh, certifiable. You would need to go to your local uh, mental institute if you enjoyed being slapped, if you enjoyed being talked about. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about when Sabrina would be when Sabrina would be disrespected and seemed to be picked on. I would feel so terrible for her, but yet in my in my spiritual side, I would say, oh, she's going to be powerful in God. And I call her a general today because God told me one day when I pastored my own daughter, God said, Sonny Kathy, you're a captain, but Sabrina's a general. She outranks you in the spirit. You're her pastor, but she outranks you. And I remind her of this often. Why? Because she would take this after God dealt with her heart and she ceased to want to fight everybody. She was humble and meek. And I want to define to you what meekness is. Jesus did not hang on that cross because he couldn't have called 10 or 12 legions of angels to defend him. Jesus didn't hang on that cross because he was scared to death of the Roman Empire. Jesus hung on that cross because he was meek and he wanted to save me from my sins. Meekness, the definition of meekness is not weakness. The definition of meekness is power under control. So guys... If you're human, if I'm trying to, if you think I'm trying to take away your manhood today, or the Bible's trying to take away your manhood today, no. There is a certain rejoicing that should go on when you know you're tough enough 
to deal with the situation, but you choose not to because you are meek and walking with God. Amen. That's the difference. If I know I can take you out, but I don't, I have a total victory there today. You're not in control of me today. I'm in control of me, and Jesus is controlling me. There's no greater power on earth than to stand back and say, I don't have to retaliate. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'll let God deal with that. I'll let the Lord take care of that. And maybe God will deal with it in a way to where you'll get saved. Not die, but get saved. Amen. Because God knows how to do that. God knows how to draw people to himself. Whereas I, if I beat you up, you're going to hate me the rest of your life and I'll never be able to reach you for Jesus. Amen. And that's what it's all about today. I want to reach you for Jesus today. Okay, now this isn't Ayn Rand's philosophy, the one that wrote Atlas Shrugged. I got, I don't know, two or 300 pages into the book uh, Atlas Shrugged, and, and I love it. It's well written, but it's uh, her own philosophy of how you are supposed to be greedy and you are supposed to retaliate and defend yourself. Amen. This is not Ayn Rand's philosophy. It is Jesus' philosophy. Jesus says, give to others. I and Rand says, don't dare. You earned it. You don't give it away. Amen. Now, I don't want you taking it from me, but I want to, I want to give it to you. Amen. So it will free you today and it will win souls if you humble yourself and bless your enemy. Amen. Meekness is not weakness, but it's power under control. I love you folks. I'm telling you, I want to preach the word to you every day to make us all better. Not make you better. Sonny Kathy needs to be better. Amen. But I'm getting better. I'm getting better because I get to preach every day. And because I get to preach every day, I want to tell, I want to live right because I want you to be able to know. And I want to know more than anything. I don't need you to know, but I want to know that when I sit down here at this desk to preach to you, that I have done my very best to live right where I can share with you the word of God without without playing around back here somewhere, doing terrible things, then sit down here and act like I'm this, this great guy that I never sin. Amen. No, ma'am. No, sir. I have sinned in my lifetime. But I want you to know that I do my dead level best every day to prepare my heart and to keep my heart clean before God so I can sit down at this desk and preach to you from a pure heart and a clean conscience. Amen. That's my endeavor, folks. I might not always hit the mark, but I can tell you right now that I'm getting closer to God every day because I'm trying to live by the Word of God, and I'm trying to give you the Word of God where you can live by the Word of God. Amen. And not always be in this fight and this argument and these terrible, I got to defend myself, and I got to make sure that people know that I'm a great guy and all these things, and I'm going to beat you up if you, you know, no, I want to walk in peace. I want to walk in peace. The Bible says with as much as impossible with me. You can't always walk in peace because some people won't let you. Amen. But you you can walk in peace and walk away and serve God and be a witness for God. I love you and I want to pray for you right now uh, in Jesus' name. Father, I, I just pray for my friends. I pray for my family, our five minuters, our prayer ambassadors. We just pray, God, that you will touch and bless and move in the power of your Holy Spirit. And and we want to live. We want to live the way you tell us to live, God. We want not Sonny Kathy's opinion, but according to the Bible. If I read the Bible to these folks, God, I'm not giving them my opinion. I might be giving some commentary, some interpretation, 
but I'm quoting the word of God and that's where we're obligated to live by. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Folks, share me on your wall right now and we'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. for Intercessors Unlimited Prayer Meeting. And uh, all of you local guys and gals, uh, we're going to be at church at 10.30 a.m. Uh, Sunday, and several have already said that they're going to go. They're going to try to go. So please message me if you don't know where the old Harris Creek Baptist Church is. Um, the old original one on Church Road in McGregor, uh, you'll find our church there. It, it was Crossroads Fellowship, the latest, and now it's New Day Family Fellowship. We're going to all meet for church Sunday those that can and we're excited i want to show you off because i'm proud of you and i love you and uh so try to make that church service debbie Parrish is going to be there sharon's going to be there john johnson's going to try to be there haley's going to try to be there uh and others robert i want you and don to come if you can stanley oh stanley just said we're going to try to come man that's awesome stanley let me know if you need the address message me and i'll give you the address uh, we just want a pew or two full of our five minuters because I just love you and I'm so proud of you. I just want to show you off, amen, not in human pride, but in spiritual pride today of uh, if there's such a thing, amen. But God bless you. I'll see you uh, tonight at 8 p.m. I've kept you too long today, amen.